0: Welcome to another episode of El Intercambio. Today we're going to be talking about prejudice and how it gets transferred down to the younger generation. So let me just give you a little background. From the previous administration to the creation of this nation, people who are able to recognize the foundation of its history know that this country has so many sins to repair. For example, slavery in the United States. Well, the long story short is that you should know that Back in the mid-nineteenth century, southern states separated themselves from the United States and they became the Confederate States of America. They did not want to get rid of slavery, that's the whole—that's their whole reason for separating themselves. Essentially, the Confederate States of America were their own quote-unquote country until they lost the Civil War to the North. A secondary example is the desire of Mexico's northern half. Sure, the United States, quote unquote politely, and I say this sarcastically, asked Mexico if they could purchase the land. Mexico said no. So, what is the United States accustomed to do? Well, they stole the land, went to war, and ultimately gave them petty cash to sign some treaties for it. Last example has to do with the United States' relationship with Native Americans. First, back in 2018, the Department of the Interior under the Trump administration, set motion to eliminate federal recognition of the MASHP, Wampanoag after they had just received it in less than a decade ago. Also, the Trump administration set out to cut health coverage to slightly the over half a million Native Americans who otherwise qualified under the Affordable Care Act. What is better that members of federally recognized tribes can qualify for insurance plans that are free of upfront costs and overall charges for the plan according to the u.s commission of on civil rights the previous administration had the harmful idea of having members seek work to receive coverage and this is regardless whether a person is healthy enough to work this is just a background of prejudice running deep in the country's foundation and it's important to understand therefore in order for us to get a a better understanding of prejudice in the present and in the future. Many people will agree that eradicating prejudice is a matter to handle within the school system and I suppose after all children spend a lot of their days in school. I suppose this could be the result of hiring culturally sensitive teachers and supporting staff and, ac- and creating better academic curriculum and sure this is a good place to start. However, many psychologists, not all, believe that children are born as a clean slate that they are sponges ready to absorb all kinds of information thrown their way their sensory systems are ready and prepped to learn all functions of this world when children are born they start learning right away right so for example they start making sounds to communicate emotions as babies then they start mimicking sounds to imitate their parents words they're trying to talk right they're trying to communicate and finally they are old enough and experienced enough to talk. Being culturally sensitive, open-minded, and respectful are all skills that are honed in the same exact way. Children learn from everyday examples they learn at home. Therefore, school is not the sole area that needs to fight prejudice. And actually, they are a smaller contributing factor compared to parenting. So let me just give you an example. In recent months, there has been pro-Trump protests where adults take their children who are carrying Confederate flags and or are dressed in Confederate clothing. Many children, at least during this happening, were too young to understand the meaning behind this symbol. But unfortunately they will find out in the years to come. Ultimately they will learn prejudice along the way. When these children grow old and have children for themselves, it is likely that many will learn the same beliefs and values as they got taught from their parents. Many people believe that prejudice values will fade away with the older folks aging out. However, values are transferred down just like any other sort of information is. So, let me put it in perspective. In the animal world, a chimp mother cares for the baby long enough to provide food and teach the the necessary skills and then they are all for themselves as adults we do the same thing we provide teach and then children go off and create their own adult lives with the with everything that we equip them everything that we taught them so what happens they either children either they go to college they move out to the colleges then some of them either come back, or some of them stay out where they where they were getting their education and move out, start their own lives. And even if they come back, some of them still move out. They just stay locally around their their family, correct? But that's the same idea. We teach them as babies, then they move out. Now moving on. I believe that prejudice has to be approached in a multifaceted way. Like. For instance, the K-12 education should implement a curriculum that attacks stereotypes and racism around our country. This could mean by hiring culturally sensitive teachers and supporting staff and creating a curriculum that is inclusive and accepting of all cultures, ethnicities, and races. But let me take a step back. This month is Black History Month and I just got one of the most disgusting um, news where some parents in North Ogden, Utah, which is a predominantly white community didn't see why their children had to participate in the Black History Month and perhaps the Black History Month's curriculum. So they took their concern to the head of the Maria Montessori Academy, which is a public charter school with only three black students and demanded to opt out. So yeah, sure, the school sided with them and let them do so. Let's put something in perspective. How mind-blowing is this? The data in this country, in the country, right, shows that 76% are white people, while 13% are black, and 18% are Latinx people. Now, in this school, 70% are white students with only three black students from preschool to ninth grade. Just let that sink in. This is a quote from Salt Lake City and AACP President Janetta Williams. She went on and expressed her feelings and she she said, quote, if they want to opt out, then perhaps the best thing they should do is homeschool their children. End of quote. And she went on to suggest that the parents were, quote, uncomfortable about talking about race and race relationships end quote. To me, this is strong. Saying that they are uncomfortable about talking about race and race relationships? Exactly what I mean about how parents pass down their own beliefs and values. These are beliefs and values that may include racism and white supremacists. And the fact that they want to pull out their kids, it speaks volume. But it also tells us how they want to preserve their white race and are unwilling to break down barriers of racism and white supremacy. This is, in my opinion, this is crippling our younger generation. It's crippling in the way that they're not allowing them to think critically, think constructively, problem solve, and not only within themselves and their brain, but problem solves in a team in a team setting, right? This is just food for thought. And I hope that this opens up a can of worms. I really do. I want want you and all people to be thinking about how prejudice does make it into the home. Regardless of any kind of belief systems. But it is stronger to those that continue to be passed down from their parents and so on. But just let it sink in a little bit. All right. Well, this is it. We'll talk next time.